0: Welcome to the Tune In with Marcy podcast, where we always know that being you takes so much courage. Where you're joined by me, host, intuitive coach, and healer Marcy Moberg, every week for eye opening, deep, real talk conversations on connecting to our intuition, personal power, the universe, and creating authentic relationships with each other. I want you to get ready for practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning questions. You know what they are, that keep keeping you up at night. Whether you're struggling with overcoming fear to follow your life's passion, or you're experiencing Groundhog Day with repeating unhealthy patterns, this podcast is for you, sensitive soul. So get ready to live your truth. A quick note, This podcast sometimes has adult language because these are adult conversations. So plan accordingly, whether that means turning it off when kids are around or using your earbuds and earphones. Now on to this week's episode. I can't wait for you to listen. Hello and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you're tuning in today. In case it's your first time tuning in, I like to focus about four episodes at a time on a theme so that we can really dive deep into that theme. Uh, you'll learn that about me if you follow my work. You'll you'll recognize that I love depth. I love depth, I love complexity, and I love making depth and complexity a little bit more simple and accessible, let's say. So the first four episodes of this podcast focused on relationships and diving really deep into relationships dynamics and um, what is the overlap with relationships and intuition. And then the next four episodes after that focused on how our intuition actually speaks to us. So if you've missed any of those episodes, make sure you go back and take a listen because I shared some really powerful content to them and I think you're going to enjoy it. I know a lot of others have so far. So I spent some time going back and forth about what I wanted this next topic to be for this upcoming four episode series because there's quite a few topics actually that I'm really passionate about and want to cover on this podcast, including some questions that I've gotten from listeners. And for me, the question became, okay, what makes the most sense to cover next? What what makes most sense next? Since I have quite a few healing-focused topics planned for the future that I really want to dive into, I knew that the next topic would be fun to dive into would be, drum roll, working with our shadows. So now some of you may be saying like, woohoo, yes, I love that topic, or I can't wait to learn more. Maybe you've heard about the shadow, or you've heard about working with your shadow, and that topic sounds interesting, exciting. Others of you may be sitting there kind of metaphorically with crickets in your head going, uh, what the heck is a shadow, and what the heck is shadow work? Is great, no matter where you are, in, in that like, yes, I love this, to, ooh, I want to learn more, to, I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> don't worry, because this first episode is going to make sure that we're all on the same page, and I'm hoping to explore with you what the shadow is, what shadow work is, why you should care about it, and how to get started, and the thing is, is whether you're new to the shadow and shadow work, or a veteran, Uh, I feel pretty confident that you're going to get some good juicy stuff out of this. Um, This is a topic that I I love to teach on, and I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years from clients, from workshop participants, from podcasts I've been on that I explain this uh, topic that's actually quite complex pretty clearly, and that's mainly because I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and trying to make it more clear for myself As I've been on my own healing journey. So PS, part of why I want to talk about this is because I believe that working with our shadow is essential for deep and long lasting change and healing. So it's not even just healing that I think the shadow is related to, but actually long lasting change. So any change, positive shift that you want to create in your life, I think the shadow has a role in and yes, your shadow is connected to your connection, your own personal connection with your intuition. But that, by the way, is going to be the focus of an upcoming episode in this series. So what I can say is if you're interested in creating long lasting shifts and changes and or healing or all of the above, in your life, then listen up, you know, settle yourself in a cozy seat with a favorite drink, or if you're driving, keep your ears peeled, peeled, peered, perked. There you go. Something like that. Listen (laughs) while you're driving, listen up, pay attention, because I think this topic is important. Honestly, this is a topic that I wish I had learned, uh, a long time ago, like when I was in middle school or something, I wish that this topic would have been covered. It's not something I learned until I was, uh, well into adulthood, but now the shadow and the shadow work is a big part of my life and a big part of my work with people one-on-one. So the famous psychoanalyst, Carl Jung coined the term, the shadow to refer to the unconscious parts of ourselves that we don't identify with. In other words, these are the parts of us that remain hidden and unknown to ourselves. I might even say sometimes forgotten. So you can think of like hidden, unknown, unconscious, forgotten aspects of ourselves, aspects of our past. The reason why the shadow is so important is because even though our shadow may be unconscious to us, our shadow actually still influences how we think, act and show up in the world. <sighs> yeah. That like <laughs> those unconscious and subconscious layers of ourselves have a big role in our lives. So, to give you like a little bit of a taste before we kind of keep diving further, Have you ever had an experience where you realized, in retrospect, that you really, 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 really overreacted to a situation? You get to the other side and you think to yourself, like, gosh, what was the big deal? Why was that such a big deal for me? Or why why did I feel so much in the moment? And now I get to the other side and I recognize, oh, it's not as complicated as I was making it out to be. In other words, your emotional response was not equivalent to the circumstances or the situations. Has that happened to you? I'm raising my hand over here because, yeah, this totally happened to me uh, many times. (laughs) Or have you ever intended to change a behavior or a thought pattern and somehow you keep repeating the same thing and you really wish you hadn't? You're like, I'm never going to do this again. And then it's like impulsive, like it's like compulsive. It's like you can't stop it and you do it again. Well, with lots of love and compassion, dear fellow humans, that is likely your shadow at play. And we all have one. That's the good news. We all have one. So you don't have to think like, oh, there's like something wrong with me. No, everyone has this. Everyone has this. Um, so that's, that's the good news. We all have a shadow. The question is, what do we do with it? Um, you know, are we pretending it doesn't exist? Are we in denial that it doesn't exist? Did we not even know it could be a potentially thing? Hopefully after this episode, you're one of those people that has more awareness around it, which means when you have more awareness around it, you actually have more conscious choice with it, which is great. What's interesting is that Young spoke about having both an individual and collective shadow. I love this idea. Also wish I'd learned this a long time ago, Um, because this acknowledges that individually, we have unconscious parts of ourselves, and collectively, we do as well. Individually, I believe our shadow includes early childhood wounding. That's traditionally what a lot of, you know, when people talk about the shadows, traditionally what they're talking about. Childhood wounding. Um, unhealed hidden traumas, maybe Uh, I also include in that limiting beliefs and perceptions from our social conditioning. PS, this can often come from collective shadows. And I personally as an intuitive healer also include in their unresolved past lives, and unhealed ancestral traumas and wounding and patterns. That for me all lives in the shadow bucket as well. And when people traditionally talk about it, they don't include those kind of more, what do I wanna say, prior to this lifetime aspects. And I do, because I, I've seen them make a, a big impact on people. I've seen them have a big impact on people, rather. So this can include wounding that's happened for us as we grew up, also through adolescence. And also painful moments during adulthood that's imprinted on our experience strongly it doesn't have to just be childhood, we could have some really significant experiences as adu- in, as adults, that have really impacted us. And, you know, maybe we have had some pain along the way, or um, difficult relationships, or our boundaries have been violated um, at different points along the way, as an adult, and those those uh, fears that we may be holding, those protective like mechanisms inside of us, they're, they're very real, just like those childhood pasts. So if you think to yourself, like, well, I don't have any trauma in my childhood, that may or may not be true. Sometimes I find that people look at their childhood and they realize, oh, wait, there actually was trauma, I just haven't acknowledged it. Or if you think to yourself, well, I don't, you know, I feel like I've resolved um, my childhood past. You may or may have not, but maybe the pieces that are impacting you are from some unresolved pieces in adulthood. So, again, it's, you know, it's pretty broad. I like to name those things because then you can recognize that there can be multiple sources of this, right? And our shadow follows us around like an actual shadow. We have like a, you know, you stand in the sun, you walk around, there's an actual shadow for you our unconscious shadow is like that too. It follows us around and how it often shows up is as unhealthy, maybe even outdated, often repeating thoughts and behaviors and choices. And by outdated, I mean that who we are today perhaps has outgrown the older version of ourselves or older versions in plural of ourselves. And when our shadow is at play, it can feel like Autopilot and regretfully impulsive, or like our choices are not our own. Yeah, so anytime you're having those moments where you're like, you feel like something happened and it was just automatic, and you don't really have an explanation for it, didn't feel supportive, didn't feel helpful, maybe didn't feel healthy, it's likely your shadows hanging out with you. Collectively, when I think of collective shadows, I think of dynamics on a social level that limit people's rights and contribute to toxic power dynamics with real systematic consequences. This is my personal interpretation of collective shadows. And that for me, like when I was thinking about examples, looks like politics that keep the rich rich and the poor poor, right? Can look like patriarchy and the glass ceiling. You know, glass ceiling is a real thing. Um, that women have been trying to work towards breaking for a long time. But there, there's that still, those kind of pieces are really very much Im- embedded in society and psyches, it comes from that collective shadow. Racism is another one. Um, homophobia, Islamophobia, transphobia. Those are just to name a few of what I see are collective shadows that you know now maybe we've named some aspects of it but there's still honestly a lot that remains unconscious or maybe a large parts parts of the population remain unconscious and the thing is is that these collective shadows play into repeating thought behavior and choice patterns and on a social level so they play out that way in individuals and then on a social level they can translate into larger social norms and rules and they shape culture and they can translate into institutions. Yeah, which is, you know, not great. (laughs) So just a quick note, since my work specifically specializes in supporting individuals, um, that's where I am right now in my work, where I started in my career a long time ago was a desire to actually, I didn't I didn't think of it as working on collective shadow work, but I would say that that's where I was. That's where I was coming from. And where I am today is specializing in supporting individuals because that's what I realized is, is the role that I'm really strong at and that I can sustain <laughs> as a person. So I'm going to focus on what we can each individually do to address our personal shadows and how to slowly deconstruct collective shadows in our own Personal psyche, because like I said, those play out in our personal psyche. Now, I consider activists, like people like activists, to be the shadow workers of the collective, creating social and culture level change that brings our collective shadows into conscious awareness. So we're not in denial about these unsupportive power dynamics, unsupportive inequalities. And as these activists bring these into conscious awareness, then over time, the hope is that and sometimes the reality is that then larger systematic changes can happen in our institutions, in our culture, in our norms, um, and can reflect a healthier dynamic that honors the rights and personal power of every person. So listen further for how you can support shifts in your individual consciousness that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And please, please, please support the work of activists and activist organizations, causes that you trust and respect who are working to do the very important shadow work on a systematic level, because we, we need both. We need to work on our personal shadows. Absolutely. And we need to work on them on a collective level. Okay off that soapbox. (laughs) But that felt important to say. Um, Yeah, I don't want to bypass that. It feels really important. Okay, so what is what is shadow work? I would say shadow work is an intentional engagement to bring your unconscious shadow into consciousness one piece at a time. Or another way to talk about it would be to say that working with our shadow is an intentional process to bring awareness into our unresolved past. And as we bring more awareness to our past and how it's impacted us, we can heal any unhealed wounds to be more present in the present moment. Isn't that what we all want? I mean, when you look at research around what is a single factor consistently over different research studies, of what contributes to people's sense of happiness the most, it's how present they are. Well, the shadow stops us from being present because it's it's this moment where we're stuck in the past or we're, we're, we're being dictated by unsupportive, outdated um, perspectives, ideas, realities that are keeping us stuck and not in the present reality, not in the present reality that wants to emerge. So this opens us up to new choices. When we do that, when we bring that into, we bring our shadow into consciousness, we realize how it's impacted us. We start to heal those wounds. This gives us permission, the ability to um, make new choices in our thoughts and our behaviors and our actions and, and ultimately empowers us to experience our present without the lens of the pain of our past, morphing our clarity. Hey there, Marcy here. I just wanted to pop in and ask you, are you on my newsletter email list? If you're enjoying the podcast so far, make sure to hop on over to my website, to sign up for my newsletter. This is the best way to always know when a new episode drops, where I first share my latest updates, exclusive offers, bonus content from time to time, and I announce my upcoming online and in-person workshops and classes. You can join by simply heading over to Marcy Moberg, my first and last name, a as and georgecom to sign up the link is also in the show notes and i'm looking forward to joining a growing community of people and to connecting to you more through your inbox i really care deeply about the people that follow my work and i love to ask questions and give of them sometimes and give the opportunity for them to suggest topics for the shows Um, topics for classes they want to cover, workshops they'd love to see me host. So it's a really great opportunity to stay connected to my work. Again, that's MarcyMoberg.com. All right, back to our show. Okay, so now let's talk about some concrete examples of our shadow. A few of mine that I've discovered along the way include getting honest that my beliefs around money, keeping me in the tenured job that I was in, killing my creativity, were were actually my father's and not my own. My drive for academic credentials and studies were born from society's truth that my intellect decided my worth and internal pressure to remain a vegan when that lifestyle was not working for my body stemmed from a community pressure and judgment that I feared. And this like, underlying loneliness of not feeling true belonging to myself and my unique experience. My people pleasing stemmed from a complex combination of societal pressures as someone conditioned as a woman and a safe strategy I developed as a child to survive traumatic sexual abuse. So that piece was both a individual shadow aspect and, an imprints from the collective shadow around women. And then my repeated attraction, this happened for me for a long time, a repeated attraction of emotionally unavailable, or volatile, like emotionally volatile partners, in my past came from a caretaker tendency born from roles that I played in my family, my abuse, and how I understood that I deserved to be treated, and how I found my worth. I, of course, have more, because, well, I mean, I've been diving into the layers of my past for a long time, and I've discovered that it's complex, which tends to be the case for for many of us. I show these examples because they represent some of the core common issues that clients I work with seek support around, like career paths and worthiness and distinguishing our own truth and our unique path and relationship challenges and limiting beliefs that can stem from family, societal, cultural shadows. So now how I have developed a shadow work practice over the years has been a combination of personal practice and professional support. I've been working with coaches, healers, and therapists for the last decade And several years before that, I was going on spiritual retreats. I truly believe that some pieces we can uncover and resolve ourselves and other pieces that are stickier, more charged, or let's say more hidden, they need the support of professional coaches, healers, or therapists. And this is why I always encourage people to do one-on-one work with someone like myself or another practitioner of a different modality because the truth is that we're just too close to our own stuff sometimes and that's perfectly normal. We don't have to figure this out on our own and we're not meant to. Let's remember that in every culture across time, healers of different modalities and roles have existed in communities to support people's growth and mental and emotional and spiritual health and it's it's actually this like recent idea to think that we need to do everything alone. So if you're feeling like shame around the idea that you need support, I encourage you to lovingly let go of shame and recognize that all of us need support at different points along the way. And so how do you let go of that shame? You recognize you, you start to maybe normalize for yourself. A lot of people need support because we're not meant to figure this all out on our own. And I, I dream of a future where getting support for our own growth and healing is a hundred percent normalized and no one feels an ounce of shame again for needing, wanting, or desiring support on their path, because we're here to do this together. So outside of hiring one-on-one support, how can we spark some work with our shadows ourselves? Well, I have a lot of ideas, but so I don't overwhelm you, I'll share these like three suggestions, basically, to get you started. Because, you know, three is a good number. (laughs) So number one, learn your own triggering. You know, consider, are you more of a fight, flight, freeze, or what they call fawner, which could be like a people-pleasing practice? So do you... When you're feeling like emotions are becoming heightened, like negative, quote-unquote negative emotions are becoming heightened for you, or there's the, an environment, a dynamic that's tense, or a conversation that's starting to get go south, or whatever that is, do you feel like you need to people-please in that moment? Do you feel like you want to run away and shut people out? Do you freeze, you know? like the image of the apple pinwheel that's searching for answers and is unable to find them that like rainbow pinwheel. That's like, brrr, you know, does that, is that you? Um, do you feel like you need to hash and rehash your point? In other words, like fighting, let me tell you all the reasons why what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling is hundred percent right, right, right. And you're wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, You know, in other words, when you feel like a peak negative emotional response, what happens for you in your body, in your mind, in your spirit during times where you may feel, for example, anger, shame, guilt, sadness, anxiety, overwhelm, what happens for you? Number two, pay attention to what feels familiar or sticky. So this is hearkening back to what I suggested. I think it was in episode one when I was talking about how our past haunts us in relationships. If you haven't listened to that, and relationships is an area that sometimes feels sticky for you, then definitely go back and listen to that episode. It's very rich. And what I talked about in that episode is specifically to relationships, but it doesn't have to just be relationships. Well, I don't know what else it would be because we're all in relationship, but <laughs> in situations it could be like, a, could, you know, this could even be email. It could even be dynamics with strangers that keep happening. So when you're in an emotionally negatively charged moment, I distinguish that because there's been times where I've taught workshops and I talk about emotionally charged. And then some people were thinking that I also meant moments of like joy. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't mean those moments that are emotionally charged that you like enjoy. I mean, the moments that you don't enjoy, you know, the, the uncomfortable ones, those kind of emotionally charged moments. Um, in that moment, if you're with another person, I talked about this in episode one, who does that person remind you of? Who does that person remind you of? Or what does the scenario that's playing out remind you of? Or the feeling that you're having in your body? I'm feeling like, you know, maybe the scenario, you know, you're not being trapped. Like nobody's trapping you, but it feels like you're being trapped. And that feels familiar. And then you start to trace it and you realize like, oh yeah, this trapped feeling comes up for me. Um... And it used to come up for me when I was a kid because I felt like, you know, I don't know, my, my parents were arguing in front of each other and I didn't, I felt trapped, like I didn't have a, an, a way out of the room when this dynamic would come up. And I would feel really kind of almost trapped and held hostage. And next thing you know, you're having that same feeling in a dynamic where you're literally not trapped and held hostage because you're an adult and you don't have to stay in that space or that dynamic or. It's actually not as, um, volatile as your mind, your system appears that it is, or it could be the story that's spinning in your head. That's on, you know, that's kind of like the story that you're telling yourself about this, whatever's happening in front of you feels familiar. It's a well known story. Oh, here it is again. I'm not appreciated. Oh, here it is again. Um, I don't belong. Oh, here it is again. I'll never fit in. Oh, here it is again. The work I do will never be enough, whatever that is. Pay attention to what's familiar. It's got secrets for you about your shadow. Okay, number three. Uh, Notice repetition. Repetition is important. What scenarios are repeating in your life? What fights feel like they're on repeat? You know, you know uh, maybe you've experienced this or you know people, couples who have the same fights over and over again, not by accident. Something to be curious about. Something's there. Something wants to be known. It's not about the present, usually, or only, or exclusively. <laughs> what sticky beliefs or fears are on repeat, right? So what's your triggering? What's familiar? Repetition. If you play with those things, you can can go pretty far. You can learn a lot about yourself. You can start to see that shadow of yours. These pieces can start to give you a clue to when your shadow is starting to show up, which is the most important first step, recognition and awareness. Sounds simple. But honestly, awareness is everything because you can't, you can't change without awareness of what's up, what's is, what's here. So honestly, when we boil down working with our shadow, we're talking about developing a more refined level of self-awareness. And then ideally over time, choosing different thoughts and behaviors and actions based on this deeper level of self-awareness. So it turns into translates into over time action because you have awareness. You're you're like no longer have the wool over your eyes about what's happening. Your eyes are wide open. All right. So that's all for this week. I feel like I've given you a really solid foundation for you to get your sea legs with the concepts of the shadow and working with your shadow. So next time I'll be exploring the important intersection between our shadow and our intuition. And I can't wait to share with you because this is one of the topics I'm really, really passionate about. And honestly, I feel like it's missing in a lot of spiritual and personal growth conversations. Some reason the shadow people are separate, shadow work people metaphorically are separate from the intuition people. But for me, it's all interconnected. So I'm really excited to talk to you about it because I think I have a unique perspective to share. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and can't wait to have you join me next time. Lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast. Tune in with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name, .com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.